0: You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production.
1: The, the, the cosmetic industry is poorly regulated. There is in the US only 11 ingredients banned, and compared to other countries where they have 1,000, as well, only one, there is 84,000 chemicals uh, available use, uh, and only 1% of those are uh, tested for human use. So we have no idea when you apply an ingredient, really what will be the side effects used over, you know, over time.
2: That was Miriam Malka.
1: I would say two things consumers should really be
0: careful about. One is you don't need 15 products to have beautiful skin. And secondly, be very wary of the chemicals you put on your skin because this is a direct conduit to your bloodstream and your organs. So maybe one time doesn't hurt, but 20 years of daily use of these harsh chemicals can really cause issues. And after 20 years, most people don't realize that their health issues could be related to something as simple as their skincare routine for the last 20 years
2: Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, welcome, and welcome back to the Marnie on the Move podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Hope you're staying cool and hydrated, whatever part of the world you're listening from. Here in New York City, the temps are heating up. Today, I sync up with Miriam and Eric Malka, founders of Ingredients, the game-changing farm-to-bottle, plant-powered, toxin-free, gender-neutral wellness brand offering daily personal care and beauty essentials, including skincare, hygiene products, and ingestibles. But first, shout out to our sponsors, Inside Tracker and Alchemine Supplements. Inside Tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. They are my go to for understanding my inner health, looking at my blood levels, and getting great nutritional insight. Inside Tracker transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science-backed recommendations you need to reach your goals. Take control of your health and wellness. Unlock the power of your potential. Use our code for 20% off. Thank you, MOTM. And of course, there's a link in the show notes. Also, shout out to Alchemine Supplements and Dr. Daryl Joffrey. I am loving the Alchemine Plant-Based Organic Protein Powder. It has three core alkaline proteins, sacha inchi pea, hemp, and coconut oil, which turns your body into a fat-burning machine. And of course, it's sugar-free. It's been a great addition into my training and fueling. I'm also using their acid-kicking mineral mix when I'm out on the bike for hydration, as well as the acid-kicking greens in all of my smoothies and their omega-3 and black seed oil supplements for inflammation and general health. Check out their website, getoffyouracid.com, and use our code MOTM20 for 20% off. Now, back to our guest. Ingredients is new to the clean beauty and wellness scene, but Eric and Miriam are no strangers to entrepreneurship and brand building. This dynamic duo founded, built, and sold world-renowned brand, Art of Shaving, the leading upscale men's grooming brand in America. Ingredients is their newest innovation. On this episode, I sync up with Miriam and Eric to talk about what inspired them to launch ingredients and what it's like as entrepreneurs paving the way for a new wave of clean, toxin-free products in the beauty and wellness space. We talk about the skin microbiome and discuss the importance of emphasizing clean products in all aspects of our lives. Miriam and Eric also chat with me about how they met, balancing their married life with their business, and the wellness routines that keep them consistently ready for innovation. I hope you enjoy what you hear. If you do, leave us a review. It's easy. Head over to the Apple app wherever you listen, click on the five stars, scroll through the many episodes, and hit leave a review. Also, feel free to share this episode on your, so- on your social channels with your friends. And of course, forward the conversations you love to your friends as well via email. Now, on to my conversation with Eric and Miriam. Thank you guys so much for joining me today on the podcast. It is so wonderful to meet you both. And I'm loving your product. So thank you again.
1: Oh, good. Thank you.
2: I'm glad. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about ingredients, where it began and how it's evolved over the years.
0: Well, thank you for having us on your on your podcast. I'll start and then Miriam can take over. You know, I like to say that ingredients started uh, a little bit before Miriam and I met each other. We both started to be attracted to natural health and wellness, and it was really something that really brought us together uh, as a common thread. And it's been the driving force of everything we've done, both professionally and personally in our lives. Fast forward, you know, we started a business together in 1996, and of course, we didn't think about it twice. We only made products with clean ingredients and uh, natural ingredients, obviously. And then after leaving the business, uh, The Art of Shaving in in 2009, we trademarked the name Ingredients because Miriam and I knew exactly what our next brand would be. We're obsessive about ingredients. And uh, I'll let Miriam speak to her journey into a formulation path uh,
1: path so i mean yes ingredients uh, is a passion of us going uh, back uh, growing up i had digestive issue and skin issue and when i moved to new york i started a school in herbology and um, alternative medicine ayurvedic and chinese medicine and I did, and which actually helped me a lot and i realized that beauty of the skin is from within uh, everything is coming from the gut. Then studying uh, Eastern medicine, we started the art of shaving. And at the same time, I started formulation about uh, uh, for syrup, ointment, and caps. And Eric had shaving issue, and that that's how I started to start to formulate beauty product. I created pre-shave oil, which was our, our first product. And that's how actually the idea for the art of shaving came when right. we created pre-shave oil. And we tried it. I wanted after wanted to develop more product. I had a difficult time to find chemists that had my green philosophy, uh, using botanical ingredient in 1996. I was going to say, what year Um, was it? Yeah, totally. In 1996, uh, barely no chemists were using natural ingredient and didn't understand my way of thinking that your skin is like a sponge that absorbs everything. And so I decided to open my lab and um, open the lab in a corporate office and started to formulate over 10 years in the lab and created all the product for the art of shaving. At the time, I was not as strict as I was for, I am for ingredients. I was, I had my blacklist, I had maybe thousands of ingredients already at the time about the, the ingredient we were not using. And uh, when uh, then um, also had a great experience uh, working uh, with uh, Procter & Gamble that w- acquired our company. I worked with them in the, with their R&D team for a few years, uh, which as well, I really learned even more about formulation. And when we... Right, that was your yes. first
2: company that you were building. Yes. And that was the foundation for you two working together and then bringing ingredients to life, which is your current brand.
1: Exactly. After we, after the company was acquired, we decided to have babies. <laughs> so we took a break for a couple of years. And I know, right? was another project. That it was, was a big, real
0: work. A, a real yeah. work.
1: And we actually at the time also had, I'm very sensitive to environmental toxins. I had mercury poisoning, had to go through chelation for a year, and as well uh, found asbestos in my house, and I had to go through a, through a big detox and actually at the time that's where i realized you know uh, let me look i wanted to use beauty products that are really really clean and i started to look what was available and i really couldn't find and that's how i started to formulate for the for our ingredients brand without using any pet- petrochemicals that's really the idea you know toxin free no petrochemical everything is plant based and we use eight ingredients or less because i i believe that less is so much more.
2: And how did you come up with a great variety of products that you have? Because it's such a broad spectrum of products.
0: I'll tell you that story. So for years, we were dabbling and brainstorming about what ingredients would be, uh, not having the courage to start, but at least talk about it in the future tense. And Mirama always had this vision that she wanted, you know, she didn't want to be a beauty brand. She wanted to go she wanted to be a lot more uh, broad. She wanted to make every product that someone would need in a house. And I would think it's so hard to start a new brand with like a hundred different products. You know, how is that gonna? You know, from an entrepreneurial business mindset, the model didn't work in my mind. And eventually, we settled on the idea that okay, we can't make hundreds of products on day one, but maybe we start with a broad. Lineup that focuses on multiple categories. We double into multiple categories so that we present ourselves as more than just skin and we build on it over time. And uh, then we started developing the brand, the, uh, the branding for ingredients, and came up with the term daily essentials. So basically, we're not a niche brand. We're really trying to change the rules of the game, you know, of consumer goods. Everybody's so niche. We wanted to impact people's health. And you can't impact people's health with just skincare for your face. We wanted it to be, you know, 360 for, uh, to create a wellness toolbox for consumers. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, for us, it was important to have ingestibles. We're very passionate about teas.
2: I love the nasal spray because my allergies have been awful and it's it was great it's been very helpful so and i also i love the nasal spray i like the throat spray i thought that was just so cool because then you also have this really great face oil that is so hydrating and my skin is super dry i love the textures and that there aren't really any fragrances outside of the natural fragrance that's so game-changing
0: and, and that's what we want. Cons- that's what we want the brand to become: is to be a trusted brand that makes a variety of products we use in our daily lives that include that are made with ingredients. And you know that when you'll see that label, you know that Miriam and I have gone through the hard work to make sure that it's the safest, it works the best, it is the most transparent and it's fairly priced. So it really doesn't matter if it's a it's a face oil, a body oil, a throat spray, uh, a snack, or a tea, you know that this brand is going to always deliver the highest quality ingredients at a fair price and the safest ingredients at that.
1: And the, the packaging is so beautiful. How did you come up with the packaging? So one thing that we should Mention is that I mean, the name is ingredient because of our obsession and we trademark the name. But one of the most important points is that we are one of the industry first to apply the ingredient listing with, with exact percentages in front of the formula. So we yep. are fully transparent. And the idea was you know, I grew up in France. I don't know if you've been going to pharmacy in France, you know, where you have a lot of.
2: I've been going to pharmacies in France since I'm 20 years old. Whenever I would go to Paris, I would stock up on products. And they weren't so, so natural you, you or understand. non-toxic, but I definitely
1: yeah. liked the products. Yes. But, so I yeah. grew up also uh, going to French pharmacies and uh, I I wanted this like aspect of like pharma look minimal. Yeah. Uh, really the, you know, showing the ingredients uh, in front and be very, very minimal. And we used... Uh, we try to be sustainable because our, our material, are aluminum, we use glass, we use some plastic that are EcoCert certified, and we want to just to do something really minimalist and very clean. And the green, you know, we were thinking about like the French pharmacy green. So that's how we came up with the green. Yeah, yeah. Miriam
0: has a real knack and vision for what each branch she creates is going to look like from day one. And that's the marching orders for everyone involved with uh, the development of the brand. It, it has to be said that, you know, we understand that packaging is an important part of selling consumer goods to, to consumers, but it's become over time, it's become way too important in that conversation. And, and, and so we wanted to have beautiful packaging, but the way we choose packaging is based on its sustainability. It's this function. It has to be functional for the consumer. It has to be enjoyable. It has to really uh, be the right packaging for the right product and have only information on the, pro- on the packaging that the consumer needs to make an educated decision because we want, we want to encourage the consumer to take this product home and to experience it, right? Otherwise, no one, no one will know that this is a good or, or, or great product. So it's it's very important, you know. I think I think the industry has put way too much emphasis on beautiful packaging and not enough beautiful formulas. So we called it in, we called it ingredients because we wanted to refocus consumers on what truly matters when you're buying a product: what's inside, not yeah. not not what's outside.
1: And we were always very frustrated to have the ingredient listing in the back in small type or mm-hmm, at the bottom, That you can't read. You can bear yeah. You cannot read, or the consumer cannot understand chemical's name, and I mean our ingredients are easily you know understandable for a consumer because they are minimally processed, so they keep the name of the plant that's why we don't have too many chemical name in our uh, formulas.
2: Your products are farm to bottle, so I just wanted to hear about some of the great ingredients that you include.
0: That leads into what I was gonna say. Uh, we call it farm to bottle because, having been in the industry for almost thirty years, we've realized that what even even when it's hidden, even if the ingredient's written in the back of the bottle, it doesn't really tell you the full story of that ingredient. Sometimes it's, it, it goes through many hands and distributors. It can be you know it can be diluted, uh, so an ingredient can have two or three ingredients within it, and consumers don't know this. So it's very important for us to work directly with the farmers and to have minimally processed ingredients so that it is the shortest distance from the plant to the bottle. That's why we coined the words uh, farm
2: to but, bottle. But
1: we have a very uh, strict process, really like, you know, writing a formula is one thing, but the sourcing is another very time consumer. So being in the industry for over 25 years, you know, I I, I had a contact, but really we have a strict audit. We look at the plant from the harvesting of the plant to the processing of the plant. So we're going to look at purity. We're going to look at uh, the manufacturing uh, process. We're going to look at traceability, sustainability, organic or natural certification. So we're going to look at many different um, it's process to... that, the, the, you know, the, the, the way you're you know the, you're going to get the plant, the purest and the most concentrated form.
0: Now, uh, what Mirma is saying is not negligible because it is very unique. Uh, it, we are in an industry where you go to a manufacturer, you say, I want to create a shampoo and I like this ingredient to be in it because that's the whole yeah. story of mm-hmm. the brand. And the manufacturer sources all the ingredients. Most brands don't even know who they're buying it from. And um, it's an outsourced private label process. In our case, it's very unique. And even our manufacturers are very surprised to say we've never worked with people like you because we bring them a formula, we bring them the packaging, we tell them every source and every specification and the cost of each ingredient that's going to go into the manufacturing of the product. So we really control our process. Otherwise, we're never going to be sure that the ingredients are going to be as strict as we want them to be from our uh, process and standards.
2: How important are these ingredients for issues that people might have with keeping their
1: skin microbiome healthy? Yes, so or um, product, skincare product, I really respect and support the skin microbiome. Your skin microbiome, I'm sure people heard about the gut Gut microbiome, which is a little bit uh, similar. You have millions of bacteria, uh, colonies of bacteria living on your skin. That's what really creates the immunity and the health of your skin. It's why your skin is going to be even maybe drier or oilier. It's going to also protect your skin to have the right bacteria from pollution. From outside bacteria, you could develop acne if your uh, microbiome is unbalanced. So the idea, a skincare product can unbalance your microbiome. So there is a few things, basic foundation of how to respect your bi- microbiome. One is the pH of the formula. You should respect your own pH with 5.5. So all our formula pH 5.5. And another thing, we don't use synthetic preservative. Synthetic preservatives are great. You know, they are here to preserve your formula, to stay on shelf. So also you're not bringing any bacteria to your face, but there is a little side effect of it. It's going to kill your skin microbiome as well. And for that, we decided for this reason, that was one of the challenging process of the formulation was to um, use a probiotic instead of um. Of a synthetic preservative and how it how does it preserve your uh, formula? It's a different mechanism. It doesn't kill bacteria or fungi. It just suppresses the growth. It doesn't let the bad bacteria develop. It's the same thing when you take probiotic in your gut. I will yeah. compare um, um, a synthetic preservative similar as antibiotic kind I of. I was just
2: thinking that it's like when yeah. you take an antibiotic, it take, kills. Everything but, in your body.
1: So, yeah. right, I want to just say. So, we use the lactobacillus ferment in the formula that need uh, that usually are uh, water-based formula that need uh, preservation, and that's how we preserve. And that's how it's going to support your skin microbiome, uh, as well as preserving your formula. So as well, we bring a lot of phytonutrients, antioxidant, vitamin to the skin, like it's like a multivitamin to your skin. So your skin is going to be uh, healthy and as well, the skin microbiome going to be supported. Plant water, and uh, the plant water mist.
0: Plant water mist. But there's also a be- there's a belief that we're trying to demystify out there with consumers, which is that synthetic ingredients are not safe to use, but natural ingredients won't give you the best results. You need chemicals to have best skin results. And nothing can be further from the truth. And we want to re-educate consumers that it is really, uh, the, the synthetic ingredients can have adverse effect on the skin, even though at the moment it might feel like it's having a positive effect over time. Uh, It's disrupting the microbiome and the pH level and also bringing toxicity into your body, into your bloodstream. So our goal with this brand was to make products that gave you best results without compromising toxicity in your
1: life. Yeah. I noticed you don't have a sunscreen. Is there one in development? Not yet. No, no, not yet. Um, We're thinking about We are actually thinking kind of developing you know with minerals because you don't have too much once it comes to sunscreen you have uh, the you know so right now we're looking at mineral sunscreen
0: but but Marnie we don't believe in this whole craze of putting sunscreen before leaving your house in uh, New York City or you know this is not healthy we need vitamin d and the sun in uh, daily doses not harsh I mean you don't want to be in midday sun in August in Miami for an hour. That's right. not healthy. But uh, morning sun, afternoon sun, having a little bit of sunshine on your body is the only way to uh, get that vitamin D into your life. So we don't. We're gonna. We we believe in sunscreen, but we don't believe in sunscreen to be applied like on
1: every, every day, day, and, and day and the, and of the but Absolutely also, you not. know that uh, you're going to put it in the morning. Within two hours, you have to reapply if you really want to have the effect constantly all day. Uh,
0: it's, a, it's a protection, you know, and it should be treated as a protection when you need that protection. Although it's like putting a, a, a veil on your face so that the rays of the sun doesn't really burn you.
1: Yeah, so the sun it's is the so important for the human being. I don't know, for me, you know. I, I... And you have great skin, Miriam. But it, it's from within huh? because I'm going to tell you the, the beauty of your skin, you know, for, it's your gene, it's hydration, it's food. It's Do you have a lot of stress? Are you sleeping well? And then people think, okay, I'm going to use this product and it's going to save my skin. No, it's really holistic. Your skin is a reflection of you your body uh, feels and the health of your body, really. The, your skincare product can clean your skin, can detox, can nourish it. But to a certain extent, you have to look at, you know, your nutrition, the water intake. and all of those things. I've been using oil products on my face
2: for a long time and I love them. But a lot of people think that they're afraid to use oil. But talk to me about the philosophy behind that.
0: That's interesting for me because the clean, you know, what a lot of people have, had to do, a lot of brands that don't want to use chemicals, they can only use oils. Otherwise, they need preservatives. This is why Miram's formula are so innovative because when you just blend oils, you don't need any preservation that is usually synthetic. Yet, we're doing a cleanser that is based, it's a water-based cleanser. And because we use probiotics and aspen bark extract, we're able to deliver a cleanser that is not oil-based.
1: But, uh, uh, you know, oil, I think, is a misconception on oil. Uh, For years and years decades, people were in cosmetic product. Most oil were not natural. They were petrolatum-based or mineral oil, and this clogged the pores. So I think there is an heritage a misconception around what oil is misconception yeah. around that now also people i think first of all there is different oils people that that, that formulate you need to know which one because there is comedogenic rating on oils or uh, you can look you know for, for in dermatology so you have also to know which oil to select as well as oil are super concentrated And I think people also have tendency to use too much or oil. I recommend only a couple of drops and it's great for all your face. I love it. What do you think are some essentials for
2: keeping your skin healthy in the summer heat
1: and also sun since we touched upon? Uh, Drinking a lot of water, hydrate your skin. That's one of the most important recommendations I will have. But hydration, bringing ingredient that's going to hydrate the skin and ingredient also that's going to nourish your skin with oil because also I mean depending your skin type but some person will uh, the the sun will make their skin drier yes so we really depend the skin type and uh, but uh, we have a for example we have a water mist that's super hydrating we have the serum that you can apply as well that's very hydrating so hydration is key. Uh, yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. And I'll just say because I'm passionate about this uh, subject of uh, sunscreen. Yes. When I when I when I need to wear sunscreen and uh, I come home after that, I wash my face to remove that sunscreen from my, my skin.
2: So that's important important thing to think about. Are there any other big trends in skincare that you think we should talk
1: about that you are addressing with some of your products? I mean, minimalism, we are about minimalism. Our brand is, is genderless, as well as age six and up. The full family can use it. We believe in skin function. We don't do niche product. So the idea is to support the skin function, hydrate the skin, nourish the skin, support the skin microbiome to get a healthy skin.
0: I would say two things consumers should really be careful about. One is you don't need 15 products to have beautiful skin. You do not need 15 products. And secondly, be very wary of the chemicals you put on your skin because this is a direct conduit to your bloodstream and your organs. So maybe one time doesn't hurt, but 20 years of daily use of these harsh chemicals can really cause issues. And after 20 years, most people don't realize that their health issues could be related to something as simple as their skincare routine for the last 20 years.
2: I think a lot of people are just starting to realize this in the last 10 years. And especially younger generation, kids on TikTok are really into what they put on their skin, what they're eating, like they're this whole generation of people that really are not
1: interested in chemicals. Yeah, one thing that I will add on that is that, you know, I'm sure you know, but uh, the 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 cosmetic industry is poorly regulated. Yes. There is in the US only 11 ingredient banned and compared to other countries where they have 1,000, as well, only one, there is 84,000 chemical uh, available to be used, uh, and only one percent of those are uh, tested for human use. So we have no idea yeah. when no you idea. apply an ingredient, really, what will be the side effect used over, you know, over time.
2: So you guys have been working together. I just saw a child run in the background.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yeah. That's awesome.
2: No, that's so funny.
1: I'm surprised my dogs have started working. They knew they couldn't come, but they, they came.
0: It has to be said that our kids are really part of this project as well. Yeah. They they they've been hearing about it since they were almost babies and yeah. they saw it coming to life in the last three years and they've been helping with our first boxes sent out to the press, you know. Uh, so
2: You have such a great story around how you started your company, Art of Shaving. How did you guys meet and start working together?
0: I mean, Miriam was barely 20 when when I met her. I was 26. You know, we didn't understand that we had any skills uh, in life beyond just being, you know, young and in love. We met at a party in uh, Miami Beach. Uh, A mutual friend invited us, and that's that's where we met. Miriam was not living in Miami at the time. She was living in Paris. And a few months later... um, she came back to Miami uh, supposedly for a month and uh, never went back. So uh, immediately we always started. I think on our first or second date we were talking about you know spa and her passion for skincare and I'm an entrepreneur and I can help start businesses. And then you know we realized we were both vegan. At the time uh, we had a passion for natural health. We both had digestive problems. We're culturally from the same, you know, we're basically cultural matches. And we both had a lot of ambitions to get out of our current predicament. You know, we wanted to focus on our careers and uh, not be broke forever. That was the idea. And in Miami, everybody was just partying in in the early nineties. So we decided to move to New York City. Uh, We started living together and uh, I think a year after moving to the city, two years after meeting, we opened The Art of Shaving for, for business. And uh, about six months later, The Art of Shaving became very, very popular through an article in the New York Times on Sunday. And one of our customers, you know, we we had a, a very affluent male consumer base at The Art of Shaving. And at the time, Miram was not even legal immigrant in the United States. And one of our one of our customers I befriended, as I did with many of them, uh, was an immigration lawyer. And he said, you know, I told we started chit-chatting and I told him uh, our situation. Uh, And he says, you know, Miriam, you know, there's a law coming up in two weeks that will make Miriam's ability to get her green card very difficult if you're not married by them. Because our plan was to get married. But I, there was no rush, right? So he says you have to get married and apply for your green card right away. You know, I was waiting for my U.S. passport to sponsor Miriam. So uh, that's a little bit of uh, flavor on our uh, on our background, of <laughs> our relationship. I love
2: it. Yeah, how do you divide and conquer? Because you seem like such a great team. And the art of shaving was your first company. Then you have kids. And you also have this other company ingredient, so it's like you're constantly innovating and building and growing things together.
0: Yeah, no, we we are a great team. Miram and I are up, you know, we're polar opposites in every way possible. Uh, our skill sets, uh, you know, just. We're very different. So that kind of works, I guess, yeah, for us. Yeah, totally.
1: I mean, we're very, uh, very complementary. I mean, we are opposing, yeah. but we complement. So yeah,
0: opposites complement. Yes. very much complementary because we're so opposite. Miram Mir- Mir does things that I, I couldn't even dream of being able to, to do. And, you know, on my end, I, I, I'm the an same. entrepreneur. I'm a business. You know, I do things that Miram has no interest in. And so together, it creates a, a really strong team. And we're really partners. I mean, we just co-manage everything from kids to our lives. You know, yeah. we're not a tradition. We're, we're, we're definitely a modern couple. You know, yeah. I, I'll i cook. Miriam cooks. I'll do the, <laughs> I'll go to the supermarket. She'll go to yeah. the supermarket. I'll change diapers. She'll change diapers. I mean, we just co-manage. From the business standpoint, we each have our responsibilities. You know, after working together for so long, we, we know our lane and Uh, We respect each other's domains. You know, Miriam and I have proven ourselves in our respective fields. And we trust, you know, she trusts that, you know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I know that when she's undertaking something, she's going to do it uh, better than anyone else. She's obsessed with uh, details and uh, drives us crazy. But we've learned to appreciate that. Uh, because the end result is really amazing.
2: Yeah, do you have any entrepreneurial business advice since you've done this a few times for listeners? Some big lessons that maybe you learned from your first company, that you took on to your second company.
0: So many things we've learned through our journey, and you know I love coaching entrepreneurs, younger entrepreneurs. I feel it's a it's a responsibility for those who have succeeded to share some of those uh, uh, experiences with the next generation of entrepreneurs. I would say, you know, and, and I'm sure Miriam has other things to add to this, but some of the big, big lines are really try to, well, first of all, you need to have a serious amount of resilience. Yes. Grit. And, um, uh, being really comfortable with being uncomfortable, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, this is not a comfortable journey. So if you want If you want guarantees and comfort, get a great job.
2: Yeah. And even that Uh, doesn't help anymore.
0: (laughs) It doesn't help anymore. To me, it's the scariest. It was always the scariest thing. Totally. Uh, To me, it was scarier. But uh, entrepreneurship is not for everyone. It's really emotionally difficult. You know, there's no separation between work and life. It's who you are. You know, it's really your business and what you put into it, what you get out of it. It's a reflection, sometimes you measure your, your self-worth or self-esteem uh, according to how well you did this week or not well you did this week. Ups and downs, roller coasters. So you need to have a lot of resilience because uh, there will be there, you will be tested. Before you achieve any level of success, you will be tested. You will have to slay the dragon at least once and so it's not for everyone
2: that's really great advice miriam what do you have to add to
1: to the equation uh follow your passion (laughs) that personally that's what's drive driving me is my passion my my mission in life and uh, that's i think you know you if you follow your passion you're in the right path uh now i don't think um I think it's important to realize what you are good at and what you are not. Uh, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that Eric complement my uh, skills, you know, to be successful. I don't know if I could be uh, successful by myself. Uh, so that's, No one can, by uh, you know, the way. And I think it's really a team effort. You can't do it alone. You can't. Yeah.
0: You can't achieve yeah. extraordinary things alone or with ordinary people. You can only do it by surrounding yourself with extraordinary people and working together, collaborating to get to a common goal.
2: Yeah, I completely agree. You have this great beauty, health, wellness brand. How do you guys stay fit and healthy?
1: Uh, Sleeping at least uh, eight hours. Yeah. For me, it's super important the eight hour sleep. Working out at least five days a week. I do Pilates, yoga. I work out with weight as well. Yeah. Uh,
0: you gotta, you gotta water.
1: Sweat. I drinking water at least uh, a liter and a half to two liters a day of alkaline water. Being on the, you know, uh, we grocery shop a lot and we make our own food a lot. We don't go out so often. Eat real, real food. But, uh, you know, everybody everybody has, has a different uh, body type and uh, different genes, so you really need to realize what's the best food for you. Do you do uh, Ayurveda?
2: Is that how you're eating typically, like your diet? We follow we, we some uh,
1: principles of Ayurveda yeah, uh, or Chinese, the yin and the yang, Chinese medicine as well, but we kind of combine things and, you know, each body type is different, so you really need to take time uh, to learn your body and know what food are all better for you?
0: I think in general term, our lifestyle and our brand uh, has a synergy in the sense that the philosophy is to, is to keep toxicity to a minimum in your life, whether it's through food, water, you know, detoxification, and reducing toxicity in your daily life, what you sleep on, what you breathe, what you think, what you, what you eat. You know, regular exercise, sweating, enjoying life.
1: Yeah, you know, finding the right balance. Uh, that's that's challenging, because you yeah, need we've to do a little bit of everything. Possible. You need to do a little bit of this. You know, it's not yeah. one thing. So you and finding the balance, I think, is the most difficult.
2: Yeah, I think it's like yeah, a lifelong I'm... journey to to figure yes. that out. Yeah. Yes.
1: And yeah, and balance. I mean, sometimes
0: you need imbalance. You know, if you want to start a business, you're going to have to give up a lot of personal stuff. Yeah. You know, you're going to be immersed in that business. When you have kids, you're going to have to put a lot of focus on 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 your babies. You know, they need a lot of care. Uh, but through it all, if you don't exercise, eat right, sleep well, you're not going to function as a human being. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be able to perform well as a husband, as a father, as a friend, as a businessman. So, you really have to treat your body so that it can help you be the best machine that it can be to support your lifestyle.
2: Yeah, I think that's so important. And sleep is super important. When I was younger and I was, you know, starting my company, sleep was not a priority. (laughs) And as I've gotten a little older, I've realized like how important it is not to stay up all night working. But, to go to sleep and wake up fresh in the morning and work. It's always a, it's a cycle, but it takes age and wisdom.
0: (laughs) Yes. You know, we, we had seven day work weeks for a long time, but at the end, you know, as we become wiser and more established, we realized that you can get a lot more done. If you're highly focused and alert and your brain is healthy and, you know, you have stamina and energy, you know, and clarity, you know, so the uh, brain power is sometimes can take you further than physical power, you know, and working 20 hours a week a day doesn't always yeah. pan out to be totally the best.
2: I see all the great products behind you. So people can go to your website, ingredientswellness.com, to buy your products. And, and we,
0: That's right.
1: Yes. We just launched okay. five months ago. So we're starting to be sold in uh, different locations as well throughout the U.S. and the world. The, the the page is not up yet on online, but we will put a location page very soon.
0: Yeah, we have about 90 locations in, in the U.S. and Canada that sells our products right now. And we're also distributing in Hong Kong, Canada, and Australia already. So we're ramping up our.
2: You launched the brand during COVID. Yeah, last January. Yeah, we launched. January uh, twenty one. Wow, twenty one. So it's five months ago. So you got out of it like a little bit on the tail end. Yeah.
0: We we started working on the brand before COVID, and then through COVID, we were in confinement. So all we did was just focus on getting the pro- you know the project up and running so that was kind of a blessing and now we find that the timing is ideal for our brand because wellness and health has shot up to the number one position in everyone's value system i mean you know the wor- the planet is all about health and wellness nothing else matters so that's what we're having a conversation about that's the platform we want to talk from
2: and so you've just been really focused so how many products do you have now
0: Sixteen products, including sixties. We have uh, sixteen products, and Miriam's working on a bunch more. But uh, we're we're taking a little breather.
2: So we're going to see you at all major stores around the globe for twenty twenty one. That's the goal. What else is uh? What else? Oh uh,
0: yeah. Uh, you know, we're hoping that the you know the media is already taking um, a lot of attention to the brand because yeah. you know the subject is really relevant. Um, and we just hope that we're going to be able to have uh, more and more consumers empowered by the message of reducing toxicity, staying away from harmful chemicals as much as we can. We can't avoid them entirely, but right. if we make more conscious efforts, you know, uh, that's the idea. And, and we're gonna we're talking to distributors all over the world, so yeah. we're really going global with the brand. That's about it.
2: I wish you the best of luck. I'm officially a huge fan of your products and will be using them. Thank you so much, Marnie. This has been so wonderful. Thank you guys for hopping on the podcast.
0: Thank you so much for having us.
1: Thank you very much. uh, Thanks again
2: for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarniOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, MarniOnTheMove1 at gmail.com, and let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of. If you have questions for our guests, just reach out.